How did that go, by the way? Uh, I made it. I survived. I just, you know, I'm embracing the snatch, trying to, because for the full. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm glad I start hit record because that's how we're starting the episode off. Embrace, is, the, yeah, snatch. embrace the snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of podcast is this? Yeah. Um, it's kid friendly. It's fine. It is. Yeah. No, I think the whole first year is here. I was like. Can I? I don't know. Sure. Should yeah, I yeah. curse? You, you yeah. can do. This is my own podcast. We it's can do anything really you want. It's going to be really tough for me not to. So. Don't don't try to hold back. Okay. It makes it weird. Thank God. Yeah. Roll that sweat off my forehead. Um, yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck the snatch, man. I I feel like I can kind of get most things, and it comes naturally. There's nothing natural about a snatch. It's super demanding for so many reasons. And I've tried to explain it to people this way. It doesn't really matter if like how much you snatch if for general physical preparedness it is simply a tool if you can do it it tells me a lot about your mobility coordination all of those things and success in my mind long term is if you can snatch a pvc pipe like confidently that's yeah. it that's it like i know and i know i know plenty about your hip knee shoulder mobility that i would need to know that you're going to be plenty functional for a long time uh, but outside of that, I really could care less. Cool. If anybody's I can rock a PVC pipe. Yeah, it's I'm great. Like, it. I mean, there, there's so think about it, like <laughs> if you were if we were to fast forward, I don't know, twenty years, thirty years into this into our seventies, if I could still snatch full squat PVC pipe overhead, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah. And that's that's it. That's I'd that's the only metric. Yeah. Better than a majority for sure. One, and we can talk about that. You're the doctor, so. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> welcome back to the CrossFit Right podcast, everybody. We talk about the pursuit of health and happiness via CrossFit and the affiliate every day. I'm here with uh, somebody who most people, I think, know because she hops around a decent amount in the mm-hmm. classes, Dr. Heidi Best. And um, we're going to wrap. We were talking like 20 minutes before we hit record. So, um, but I don't know if that was podcast material. That was like yeah, that was a know. little bit. It was a little bit deeper and darker. But um, <laughs> everybody's like, and, what, and, were, what they were they talking, talking about? about? Um, if you want to know, I'll tell you in person. Um, but stuff. how long have you been here? Year and some change. I was going to say a little over yeah. a year. Yeah, October was a year. Okay, I think. And then, what were you doing before that, like fitness-wise? Just uh, running and uh, go to anytime fitness, just because you can go anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Cleverly named. Yeah. No, you know, just marketing um, team crushed that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, yeah, find some, uh, like, uh, little workouts online. Or would you, did you actually go? Oh, to, yeah, to the, to, to Anytime Fitness? Yeah. You uh, seem like par- somebody who would go. I would go. Uh, partly because of my schedule. So that's, that's why I did that, not, you know, a regular gym. Yeah, yeah Timing yeah. wise, like if I'm, I don't know, working a late shift, I can go at three. If I'm working a late shift, I've been at like midnight before to squeeze in a workout. That so. is, I was going to ask you oh, that. Yeah. Did, did you actually do that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Less so when the kids start coming, but so after kids, you know, you get tired. We're <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you were yeah, because I know how old you are. Okay, I was gonna ask you like, were you a doctor before your kids? Like, yes, you were. Sure. Were you finished? Yeah. So you're an ER doctor. Yep. And then when did you finish your residency? Like, did uh, you have kids then? No. So um, I was a resident from I graduated in '09. At from EVMS. med school. From, no, no, no. Graduated 06 from med school, residency in 09. Okay, got it. And then got married. Where'd you go to med school? 2011, maybe. Uh, med school, South Carolina. University okay. of South Carolina. Uh, you got married in 2011? Yeah. When in 2011? May. Oh, okay. We got married in 2011. The 7th. Okay. I know that. Okay, that's good. Didn't have to think about <laughs> good, it. Good hard. for you. <laughs> My wife. Still to this day, if you ask her how long we've been married, she's just like... <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, mm-hmm. keeping that one in my back pocket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, I do have an advantage. We got married on 11, 11, 11. Yeah. Oh. And my birthday is on the 10th. Oh, So it's my yeah. birthday and then our anniversary. I so. usually just work forward from uh, Cinco de Mayo. May That's 7th. Fair. I'm like, I know I didn't get married on Cinco de Mayo. You're like, I've got a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I get out of this tequila Recover. hangover, I'm like, hmm. Day I recovery. Feel yeah. Like today is an anniversary. Um. So you guys are been married just a little bit longer than we have, and then okay. So you went to EVMS and then, got yeah, it. okay. Yep. And then when so your oldest is 
seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. How's that being a, a pregnant ER doctor? Um, you know that third trimester where you're just like uber uncomfortable, swollen and angry yeah. at the world, and then you got to put the happy face on for the patient. I just I'm trying to imagine like being on my feet, uber pregnant. Lots for of compression of socks. Oh. Yeah. Ask a pregnant lady. Compression socks all the way. Mm. That's rough. But you know, you just you get through. There was um when I was pregnant with the twins, I was I don't know big, and uh, when someone dislocates their hip, you really have to sedate them a lot and really have to have some strength to get it back into place. And I was helping one of my uh, senior partners do it, and mm-hmm. I was watching him try to pull this hip back in, and I was like, "Get m- move over!" <laughs> and here I am. Pregnant belly and all. Oh, and man. Like, You're like, I've got this extra leverage. <laughs> jacking this you know? hip in place. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So you can still, you know, do what you need to do. Just oh, I have no doubt. How how long did you, because um, typically twins don't go full term. How long did you yeah, keep them in there? 34 30? weeks. They each had some time in the NICU just okay. to get bigger. How long? Like, um, like so three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, so my daughter, Mackenzie, was in for two and a half weeks. She was like four pounds when she was born. Okay. And then Owen was three pounds, 11 ounces. That's and tiny. so he was in for a solid month. Yeah. I learned a term called wimpy white boy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know this, so <laughs> I'm fully well-versed in the in the NICU. So wimpy white boys uh, comes from statistically – Preterm white males do the worst. They do. Meaning, like, the survival rate is not as high. And then I think it's white females is next. And then um, African American males and females mm-hmm. do better. African American females do have the, the, best, the highest, the highest yep. success rate mm-hmm. in the NICU, which is a weird. Um, I'm like, why? Yeah, I don't know. Which is also an interesting kind of statistic when, when compared to. African American uh, mothers giving birth have a really high um, mortality rate. They do comparatively. Comparatively. Um, yep. Which I didn't know about until maybe like a year and a half ago. We have a lot of nurses here, and they told me. Oh that yeah, it's side. gotten so it's gotten more press lately in the past couple of years. I'd say. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, but anyway, what's a crate now? Yeah, what is the craziest thing you've had in the ER? Oh, we won't go ever. Yeah. We'll just do like the last month. Oh, last month. Gosh. Hmm. That's a tough one. I mean, some good crazy ones are like uh, there's this nine-year-old kid just playing in his backyard, and I guess the neighbor a couple houses o- over got a bone arrow set. Oh my as god! As a gift, and the arrow sailed across a couple of yards, and like impaled. It's like a five-foot-long arrow, impaled him in the arm. They didn't call rest. They didn't call EMS. Dad just throws him in the car, and they drive in. With the arrow in his arm? With this giant, like, four- or five-foot-long arrow hanging out of his arm. And we're all like, what is happening? Yeah. But, you know, everything was fine. Didn't lose his arm or anything. He's going to have full full functionality of his arm, maybe? Yep. Although, you know, a few inches uh, center could have been Like uh, forearm? Upper arm? It was like, uh, yeah, upper arm. In the upper, in the humerus? Man, that's devastating. I once saw a girl who took a javelin to the calf on a track meet. Oof. <laughs> I mean, that was devastating. <laughs> I mean, just yeah, a massive hole in the back of her leg. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, that's just bad luck. Yeah. And then I'd say one of my funnest stories was this woman who uh, they'd taken a trip to Costa Rica and they were doing, like, a paddling tour with a guide. Okay. And uh, they go over by these trees. They see some monkeys and kind of get closer to the tree. And the monkey climbs off the tree, hops under her kayak, grabs her paddle, smacks her with the paddle, and then bites her on a leg and runs away. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And this was, like, so she's, you know, in the middle of nowhere on this river. And, Probably uh, has rabies now. Yeah. So, like, I see her seven days later. She finally makes it back to the States. And her leg's infected. Seven of days? Yeah. And I was like, wow. Well, what was, I mean, what was your favorite part about the trip? She said. Getting smacked by a would monkey. Would it be weird if I said the monkey? Yeah. I believe it would be weird. <laughs> that's, that's not normal. 
that's just i mean not a lot of monkey bites here in virginia well in virginia beach yeah yeah. the 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 whole people messing with animals is just ridiculous to me i mean they are just doing what nature tells them to do you know I, I was watching I sent this video to somebody the other day. There was a there's a video of there's a kid sitting in front of this glass um window, which you don't actually know is there. <clears throat> and there's this probably thirty yards behind him. There's a there's a big Bengal tiger walking down this hill. And the kid's facing the camera and the and the Bengal tiger's kind of like walking down and he starts to get to a trot and the kid turns around to look at the tiger and the tiger breezes just like He's like, he sees me. <laughs> I mean, dead stop like a statue. And then the kid turns around, and the second that kid's eyes are off him, the Bengal tiger breaks into a full sprint at this kid. Um, and then once he gets to the kid, you realize he's sitting in front of a glass window. But it is it is, it is, is one of the most anxiety-filled moments I've had in my life. I'm like, I'm going to get to see this tiger eat a child. <laughs> Um, but it was so crazy to watch this tiger do that. I mean, it, it was, it's like, it's like watching one of the world's greatest predators do its thing. It's just yeah. like, you immediately knew that he could see him and stop, turned his head, boom. And this happened in like second and a half, 30 yards, boom, just blink of an eye. I was like, oh my God. Makes you respect, was, respect nature yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like we'd all die if we lived in the jungle. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> I saw this other crazy thing the other day. There was a giraffe. This is so many tangents on this podcast, by the way. I saw this giraffe that was, it had six lions attached to it. There was two on the back and then like four on the hind legs. And I was reading in the caption that the photographer who filmed this said that this giraffe endured this for five hours and then eventually got away. (laughs) Wow. I was like, I had no idea giraffes were that strong. I mean, and this giraffe was like walking, like. Kind of like look like he was trudging Dragging through the mud. A lines and I was like, that's legit, dude. I have a whole new profound respect for giraffes. I yeah. thought they were just like these purple tongued. That nine minute CrossFit workout this yeah, morning right? seems like a joke comparatively, oh, I guess. God. <laughs> that, I was just like, all right. Well. <laughs> yeah. If, so for anybody who's like, what do you do with your day? Um, I look at nature as metal on Instagram. <laughs> no, I do. But if you don't follow that account, it does have some pretty amazing stuff in there. Um, but all right, cool. So. A little bit about your background. So yeah. you're a doctor, but you, so you're one of the people that I would suit. You came in with a significant athletic background. It's like you played college soccer. I did. So you yep. pick up things pretty quick. Like I've trained a lot of athletes uh, or a lot of people in general. And it's like, you usually can pick up on who the athletes are pretty quickly. Um, but how long did you play soccer for? So uh, let's see. Seventh grade, I started playing soccer. Played That's soccer. kind of late. It is. Well, I grew up in South Carolina. Women's soccer was kind of not a thing. Really? Yeah. Until I'm old lady. Until uh, seventh you? grade. Ugh, I just turned 40. 40. Okay, you're not old. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be old when I'm 40. So <laughs> I refuse going that it's 40 old. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so seventh grade, they started a new uh, girls' soccer team. I'd played softball up until that point. My friend was like, hey, they need people to play. Why don't you come try out? We both made the team. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Wait, so what was the sport in South Carolina? Was it softball for girls? Um, softball, yeah. I'm trying to think what girls would have played. But, I mean, by the time I got to high school, it was everything. Softball, volleyball, basketball. So then I wanted to play in basketball and and soccer in high school. Okay. And then, but up until you started playing soccer, it was just softball. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and, you know. My uh, stepmom at the time had an in-home daycare, so I was never allowed in the house. So just go outside. That's what I That's great. attribute my athletic ability to, is never no, being th- allowed inside. I think <laughs> uh, I think there is – genetics is a thing. But I think the genetic aspect of it really only applies to a very, very small portion of the population. All of them are professional athletes at right. this point. The, the rest of the human population, I think, can be – developed into like pretty athletic people yeah like if you just go outside and play you will you will become athletic yep so so i guess you know playing basketball was you know there's always courts and stuff all around so yeah so so i think it's interesting i think most kids should start with a sport they can do by themselves Mm -hmm. so like soccer it's like baseball you can't really do by yourself right soccer you can do by yourself basketball you can do by yourself hockey or like roller ho- it's like yeah. some sort of like uh field hockey um lacrosse you could do by yourself 
start with those. Yeah. And just go play. And then everything else, you need, like, one person. Like, somebody to throw you the ball if you're going to play baseball. Like, one other person right. to throw the football with. And then two or three kids. But just start them with, like, something they can do on their own. Yeah, I got my kids in soccer. We just started basketball this year, watching a bunch of five-year-olds play basketball. <laughs> it Basketball is a loose term, I would say. It's not uh, basketball. It is. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> it Reagan, is not basketball. Reagan sent me a, a, a text this weekend of her son, and uh, I don't know what was worth. He, so he's skipping down the court, like full blown <laughs> skipping. So, which is funny. What's funnier than that is listening to her and Kimball laugh while he's skipping down the floor. I said, oh, this is great parenting right here. Yeah, my s- my son played uh, defense, both on offense and defense. Listen, so. listen he's found his niche. Like, <laughs> just like, listen, that's your that's your gig. Don't let anybody score. I don't care what team they're on. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fun to watch, but it is not basketball in the true sense, I would say, other no. than there being a ball and two hoops. What is – so what's worse, that or or soccer at that age? basketball is worse soccer uh so uh my kids are in at beach fc and they at this age game days are just three on three small goals small fields and they mix them up that's smart every week it's different um meaning like you're not on a team correct yeah they all just show up together and they divide them up three and three and then you rotate fields and it's brilliant because they learn skill they learn how to pass and it's not just like who can score the goals so um that is fun to watch this was the first basketball game but it was five on five just it was a little tough just a nightmare there's no dribbling no passing is not a thing some light dribbling some light dribbling my son is only like 38 pounds, and he had to do a full-on squat to just like try to get the ball to the hoop. <laughs> it's a thruster. <laughs> it thing was, essentially. Oh, Wall ball. <laughs> That's interesting about the soccer, though. Yeah. That's smart. It is so smart, and um, they actually learn something instead of just, you know, I don't know, watching the butterflies and eating some orange slices. There's a there's a really intriguing documentary on Netflix. I think it's called Finding Greatness. Okay. I might have just made that up, but <laughs> y- you can find it. It's a they they do it's a documentary, and they basically do some extended interviews with Wayne Gretzky, Jerry Rice, Pele, oh, cool. yeah. the Serena sisters or the Williams sisters, um, and a handful of other ones. And the producer is basically trying to figure out, like, what are the commonalities between these people who are, like, great? Yeah. And what I thought was really uh, intriguing was lack of structure facilitated them being better at their sport. Huh. Okay. So, like, for Gretzky, for instance, his dad was was very anti- getting on the ice and doing these drills and these very in these very fixed confined like parameters. Yeah. Instead, they would go out on the lake and they would play hockey with a tennis ball and Pele talked about they never really played soccer with rules. They would just get in the back alley and yeah. like the wall was in play. It, it like everything was in play and they and Jerry Rice was the same way and he talked about like how to like when he started learning to catch footballs and all that stuff. And the kind of poetic freedom of just no rules, figure it out, created a whole separate set of skills right. that you would not develop if you're like, this is the drill, only do it this way, get in the back of the line. Right. And I was thinking about my childhood, and like, I'm athletic, but there's a good argument for the fact that I should not have played Division One basketball. And I think <laughs> the only reason I played Division One basketball, because that is how I played all sports as a kid. Everything was pickup. There yeah, was no yeah. rules. The rules were what the rules that we made. And, you know, the basketball, my friend's garage was on this slope and it had this big curb. And, you know, like it, there were certain things you like just knew that you couldn't do on one side of the basketball court. Right. And it just makes you really aware and have to develop all this, um, these skills that you would never, ever develop if you only played inside 9450 of a basketball court. And I was that's like, super that's interesting. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, so I didn't know anything about soccer when I somehow made the team, I guess, just because I was a warm body. But uh, so a like, lot we of got, <laughs> we got to fill this team out. <laughs> exactly. Get over here, Heidi. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of like 
juggling in the yard. And I had a friend down the street. We were both on the team, like in just a lot of a lot of yard time, going to the field down the road. Does that happen anymore? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, there's not. I mean, it's hard to find like a just a field to go yeah. shoot goals on. Or that was my neighborhood. Like what you described was yeah. my neighborhood. Like there was probably at least a half a dozen boys on my street, and football. We've just played whatever season it was. Right, right. But it was, there was four or five yards, so four or five houses in a row. And those four or five front yards, that was the field, you know? And you just played in, in like, the street was out of bounds, obviously. Right. Don't run into a mailbox. (laughs) You know, don't tackle people in the driveway. But those were the only rules. Like, that was it. It And every driveway was a first down. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you made it to the driveway, it's a first down. But then we would play pickup basketball in, in other people's driveway, and then... Baseball had all these weird rules because there's no diamond there. So, but yeah, but that's, I don't ever see that anymore. I never see kids out in people's front yards playing sports. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. My kids, I just try to get them out of the house. Yeah. I'm not really watching what happens. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm a good parent for everyone listening. Uh, (laughs) The, well, I just, you just don't see that much of it anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of structured stuff, I guess. Which is why I like that. The soccer that they play is I think there's too structure, much structure, but not structure. I think there's too much structure. Yeah. I think parents are way too – well, I think parents are like that. Be, I don't know what your thoughts are, but it's so easy for people to, like, turn you in to Child Protective Services now. You're like, why is that kid riding their bike out oh, on the street? Because, because they're 10 and they can do that? Right. Everyone's a little aggressive on that one. <clears throat> yeah. Like, every kid has a phone and some sort of tracking device. Why are we Why are we more <laughs> helicopter parents than we were? I microchipped my children yeah. for sure. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know. Well, social media, I think, freaks everybody out, too. You just see all the bad stuff. And, you know, as an ER doctor, I definitely see all the bad For stuff. For sure. So there is that balance between, like we were talking about, before. I think before yeah. we turned this on, though, yep. it's like, you know, some controlled dangers, you know, getting them used to being in an environment. So being an ER doctor, are you more or less... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Do you let your kids get into more things or less things? Because you're like, I've seen a kid lop their arm <laughs> off like that. <laughs> you're like, uh, so like, uh, okay. Our neighbors have a trampoline. <laughs> I let them get on the trampoline, but every single time I'm like, somebody's going to break their arm. Somebody's going to break their arm. And I'm just trying to quash the anxiety inside of me. I can see that. Yeah. Because nothing good happens on a trampoline. That's true. I went to, where did I go recently? Is it Jump? Yeah. I went there with Logan one day afterwards. I was there for like a half an hour. Shit show that place, by the way. I had more personal scares of of injuring (laughs) myself than I was worried. I mean, she's just not big enough to do a whole lot. Right. But I was jumping around there and I was like, I could totally see myself blowing out every limb in my body in this place. Like Absolutely. just like the the jumps get so out of control if you're mm-hmm. mildly athletic. I was just like 15 feet in the air is not where a human being should be. Just lack of control. Yep. I've definitely seen injuries from uh, trampoline parks, adults, kids. Um, you know, ah, the good one, the, the scooters, when the electric scooters came out, saw plenty. Really? Oh. Like traffic accidents or people just falling off uh yeah people well drunk because that's when you're on the electric scooter as an adult and then yeah it's it's not a normal mode of transportation Mm -hmm. okay right then it's just body part versus the asphalt oh road rash is gnarly um it is almost worse than breaking something like really bad road rash and the only thing worse than road rash is infected road rash that is just like, when I see somebody with, you know, they lay down their motorcycle, they get really bad road rash, and my prescription to them is like, here's a little pain medicine, drink a beer, get in the shower, and you got to scrub the shit out of this, because it's going to get infected. Just, you got to do it. Yeah. And it's, mm, it's tough. But yeah, so uh, I was at Best Buy getting my uh, phone fixed, and that guy, the Geek Squad dude, yep. had like a sling. And he had, like, stitches on his face. And I could see some road rash on his shoulder. And I was like, 
just quick question. So, uh, skateboard or scooter? He goes, oh, scooter. How would you know? I'm like, like, you can just tell the injury see this once a week, pattern. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That, oh, that gives me, I, yeah. Oh, that is, like, rough. Yeah. I can't even think about that. So are that's, are that's you bad. pretty immune to, like, gross things now? Mm. You master the art of the um, poker face, and it's usually something like, oh, okay, your foot's rotting off. Got it. <laughs> We're just going to get some lab work going before I get a surgeon to chop that off and for then you. you. Then you walk up the room and you go, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, God, Did you, you see that? What I saw. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I would imagine my buddy is an ER doctor down in Texas, and uh, I would imagine that the e- the ER community in general is just a very satanic, just really gnarly group of people to hang around. Dark, dark humor, <laughs> all day, every day. Oh. Yeah, you got to protect yourself somehow. You know. I mean, there are some really great moments and some sweet moments, and yeah. you see. You know, give you know really nice families hugs and yeah. have moments. But yeah, the Most tough stuff. You're not. just like, oh my god. Oh, that's rough. Did you uh, did you know you wanted to do emergency medicine when you came out of med school? Um, in medical school, I kind of liked a little bit about about everything, and then the second I did a emergency medicine rotation, I was like, oh yeah, this is it, nailed it. What was it about emergency medicine that was the draw for you? So it's, um, I can talk to anybody. I can talk to anybody for five minutes. I don't necessarily want to see you every single day. <laughs> well, feeling pretty good about this podcast right now because we've been on I here know. For, for 26 minutes. Congratulations, so, yeah. sir. Well done, me. Uh, so, um, no, like I, I like seeing different stuff. I like in emergency medicine, it is just you have like 10 different things going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect for ADD, right? So you're here, you're there. Oh, I forget about this. Let me switch gears and see this thing. Wow, that's really bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. You just plow through. You know, yeah. it's um, you know, even when you see the really, really terrible stuff, you're like, okay, it's you know, all right. This isn't about Step emotion. One. Let's just do the job. Yeah, we can decompress about it later. And um, oh, I love it. Everything is an endpoint. Everything is an endpoint. That's what my buddy loves about it. I th- I think he really enjoys the complete lack of long-term care involved yeah he's like i like solving these problems really quickly but i don't really want to have this person for three four five months like getting them through right it is a problem and what are we going to do about it today Yeah, and then i hand you off to whoever the specialist that is gratifying yeah i thought i wanted to do surgery for that reason it's like what are we going to do today yeah um but then i was in an eight hour really complicated surgery as a med student it was a hernia with somebody who'd had a lot of prior surgeries and scar tissue and the surgeon's yelling at the resident and I'm I a med student. And I'm like, Oh my God, get me the fuck out of this place. <laughs> Emergency a, medicine. It God, is. I have a hernia that I need to get fixed and I just don't want to do it. Ah, it's, it's not bad. really that big of a deal. Yeah. No. For me. I mean, I'm not saying hernias are not a big deal, but I don't know. I'm just like, it doesn't really impede my daily life. Oh yeah. If you don't have to have surgery, put it off as long as you can. I say that not being a surgeon. So don't, uh, I'd like to state here for the record, this, this is not actual in this, medical advice. Yeah, in this show, we are not giving medical, <laughs> legal, or life advice. This is just a discussion. Um, no, but I feel, yeah, I feel if you can put off some sort of invasive procedure, in most instances, I feel like you should. Oh, totally. I tried to prevent having a C-section with the twins, and they were like, your babies could die. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cut them out. <laughs> is vaginal birth... A thing with twins? Uh, yeah, can is be. It? Well, I had um. Is it? Uh, is it? one was breech. One of my twins were breech. Oh, got so it. So they're like, you know, maybe thirty years ago we would have done it, but nobody's taking the risk anymore. Is it even at all common these days? Uh, for for twins. For twins, yeah. If they're both head down, yeah, are mm-hmm. they? I just feel like I hear a lot of C sections, particularly with twins. Yeah. Well, the chance and it's like how a lot of big are they? That, are yeah. they preemies too? Yeah. So, um, anyway, I was yeah. like, just do it. Yeah. My, my five-year-olds actually asked me the other day how babies, uh, are born. And I was like, well, you know, you were in mommy's tummy. Mm. They're like, no, no. How do they get out of you? Like, I'm oh. like, 
Huh. All right, we're gonna do this. Well, in the kitchen. I want to show you guys with this <laughs> knife. <laughs> like, this is gonna be life's first lesson right here, kids. That is a pretty aggressive procedure. It like, as far as like. Oh, if you've ever seen a C-section, a C-section so I've never that's actually. That's why I didn't want to want. I've never. I, so I've never seen one. I've just been at the head of the table and wa- like, you could just see. Uh huh. Like the person moving, and I'm just like. Mm. I'm like, I can deal with a lot, but this is this yep. is probably a little bit more than a lot for me right now. It is, yeah. There's nothing gentle about it, I'll no. say. Um, That's I mean, the one thing that is that I've like come to like really understand about medical procedures in general is like it's aggressive in nature. Oh, sure. Yep. There's no like gentle it's not like they show you in the movies when you're like, hmm, let me suture this up and like <laughs> people are on tables, there's yanking yeah. and like hammering oh, yeah. of things. I, I just I was like, Wow, that is a lot. It is, yeah. There's a reason they completely put you unconscious. Except for C sections when you're awake just the like, whole time. Yeah, chest yeah. down. Yeah. Big but large that drape. Was... Don't look behind the drape. No, I I would I would never, no. I could deal with a lot, but I was just like, man, that I feel like that would be traumatizing, probably. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, and in the moment, so I'd say my whole pregnancy, I was f- not freaking out, but I know what happens in a C-section. I'm yeah. like, oh god, I don't want that. And then in the moment, you're like, all right, I gotta got it. They gotta, gotta come out. The babies, yeah. yeah. They gotta come out. Man. And then there are five, the twins. Yeah, they're five. Okay. So how do they, yeah. How do they get along? It's um, they are really good friends, and they really piss each other off too. Like, like they know twins. the buttons to push, you know. So um, but man, and it, wouldn't it be great like just to have a playmate your age growing up, just whenever you need one, maybe. I don't. I mean, I know how much I annoy other people, and I'm like, I'm not sure I can take <laughs> that from another human being. I annoy the shit out of my wife, and I'm just like, man, what if I had somebody that did that to me? All the time. Could I live with me? Could I oh, live with me? Probably that's a tough not. One. Yeah, probably not. I mean, but you know, it's like, disclosure. hey, go to your room, and then they both get to they share a room. So I'm like, oh, well, oh, that's not punishment. They're just going. Yeah, I mean, back definitely to the lifelong partner in crime is a, is a added bonus. And 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 actually, truth be told, like I know very few twins that don't get along. Sure. Like very yeah. few. Like uh, uh. Thomas Quick, who or not Thomas Quick, uh, Stephen Quick, who comes here, he's got twin boys. And I think he has another set of twins too. I'm not for sure he has twin boys, but he has eight kids. And uh, yeah, that's a lot. That is brave. That's yeah. But he, they get along great. Yeah. And I knew a couple. I knew quite a few twins in high school, and they all got along really, really well. So, I mean, I guess in that respect, it'd be great. And I guess all in all, my kids get along pretty well. Um, there's always that odd number. So I got three kids, right? So someone, it doesn't matter. The grouping's changed. Someone's the someone's odd getting, man out. Yeah. Someone's getting picked on. And then if you take one of them away, if somebody's, you know, if my husband takes one of them or someone's at a friend's house. Then they're fine. Doesn't matter which two. It's like a dream. I think it's that, like, mob mentality. <laughs> be like, we're going to beat <laughs> you. <laughs> We've outnumbered the parents. Let's do this. We, uh, Logan was... Forget what Chappie was doing something the other day. Oh, he like knocked over her water, and she got like really angry. She's like, "Chappie, you are not a nice baby." <laughs> and I said, "He doesn't understand that." I'm like, "But that was the first time she got like really mad at him." And I was like, "All right, I can see all this. He's going to annoy the crap out of her. Nice. I can already see it." Yeah, he's just in everything, and she's very. Don't get in my bubble. I'm just doing my thing. You just need to leave me alone right now. Yeah. Like all that. That's just the way she operates. But he's not. He's like, hey, I want to be in <laughs> your bubble all the time. And I'm just like, oh, this is a nightmare. Yeah, that's, waiting. that's sibling life, right? Just constantly being. Do you have siblings? Uh, yeah. I have, well, I have an older sister. And then I have. How much four, older? She's uh, three and a half years older. Okay. So pretty close. Yeah. I was the annoying factor for her. She's like, oh, my God. Couldn't shake me. Here I am. I'm back. It's you guys were in high <laughs> what school are we together today? too. No, so she um, she's she was like that angsty teen who was like, "Get me out of high school." She she took summer school to skip eleventh grade so she could graduate early. Wait, so how old was she? When she you was sixteen when she graduated high school. Th- so somebody else. I was talking to. I forgot who I was talking to the other day about this. Oh, one of my friends, Sarah. 
graduating early when I was in high school was not a thing. Like, you went to school. Right. Until you finished 12th grade. And then you went to college or you didn't go to college. But now I hear that kids have, like, one class their senior year. Yeah. Or they graduate early. And I just really have a hard time wrapping my brain around that. Yeah, I think my sister just kind of wanted to give the whole world the middle finger. It was like, yeah, look at this. I'm going to graduate high school at 16. Bye. I mean, she's obviously smart. Yeah, she has a great career. What does she, she want to go to college? So she um, works for Chesapeake Bay Academy. She's okay. there. Oh, she has a title. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sister. She's it's important. Like <laughs> no, so Her uh, office smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Director of development, I think. So she basically is in charge of That was a really good money. title that you just made <laughs> I know, up. She I know. Develops just things. Some things. And she directs, directs other people and <clears throat> collects money from their donors. And uh-huh. But yeah, uh, okay. So she does that. And I have four younger brothers. Four? They are all adopted. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. So many kids. So what's that? So that's interesting. What's that like? Uh, like, uh, like uh, not having four brothers, but four adopted brothers. So and they were. Um, See my is that like a mass adoption or did they no like one, that's one, yeah one, one, so one. I had okay. uh, so the oldest two are actually from Romania my parents okay. went over to uh, an orphanage in Romania adopt okay. them they are now I think almost twenty nine um, and then the next one so Chris he is twenty four so that's a decent gap mm-hmm. that's a significant gap actually yeah, yeah. so you're in high school mm-hmm. at least when your youngest brother yep. gets adopted okay. yeah so my youngest brother is nineteen. He just graduated high school. You could be his mom. I could be his mom. <laughs> Pretty happy I'm not. <laughs> and like my sister for sure. So my sister has a daughter who is 23, who is older than my youngest adopted brother. So that's so weird. He is her uncle. True American family. How old are your parents? Uh, so my parents are pretty young. I mean, comparatively. So my dad is 62. Turned 62 this year. They were uh, hippies who dropped out okay. of high school and had my sister at 17. Okay. And then I came along three and a half years later. And what do they do? So uh, they both went back to school. My dad got his GED. They went to community college. They went to Lehigh University and then yeah. got his PhD in genetics at NC State. You know, typical path for a high school go. dropout. Uh. <laughs> Lehigh, we played there in the Patriot League. Yes. We played them in basketball every year. Yeah. I know where that's at. Yeah. Um, I was going to be like, man, that's got to be really old or really weird to have a 19-year-old. And I'm like, but then I was thinking about it, and that's going to be me. <laughs> I'm getting my kids. I'm going to basically be an elderly person dropping my kid off at college. Um, oh, same here. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I will be – where will I be? He was just born. Yeah, I'll be basically 61 when he goes to college. Right. My, Yeah, so my dad's, what's about to be 62, and he's got me, lovely 40-year-old daughter, and also a 19-year-old. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was crazy growing up. It's good, though. That's it, great. Yeah. I feel like that creates a lot of... I don't want to say chaos, but just, like, it keeps it interesting. You know, like, um, you learn how to survive, too. It's not, like, they didn't have the opportunity to be helicopter parents, right? Because yeah. it's just, you're just trying to survival mode. Um, so, certainly, I feel like they gave me the tools to survive, but there's no... Clearly, you're here and you're uh, a doctor. Here I am. So, yeah. Made it this far. But, yeah, there's a little bit of, um, you know, you got to make it on your own a little bit. Yeah. Well, so when they, when your brothers were adopted, were they babies? So the oldest two uh, were one and just under one. They're not, they're not brothers, but they just both were adopted at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, the middle. So they basically was like getting twins, mm-hmm. essentially. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, right. and then the middle one. Um, so he was uh, almost two. He was in the foster care system. Okay. Um, and then the youngest one was an infant, newborn. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Is the foster are the foster care nightmares true? Do you know or do you even know much about it? Um, I know a little bit about a little bit. Um, his mom, I think, tried to do it for a year and was like, I can't, you yeah. know, and um, and so really wanted him to get adopted. But it's and so um, my, the youngest of my two brothers are also biracial, half black, half white. So okay. in South Carolina, which is where I grew up, huh. there's not a lot of um, people wanting to adopt biracial kids. Yeah. Um, and so he, and, uh, so he was in the foster system. I, I don't think too long, yeah. but it was a little bit like, you've got this like anxious, now anxious cause mm-hmm. his mom just dropped him off yep. he, and he doesn't understand anything. Also almost two year old boy with all that energy. So I think the foster parents so were old enough to mom. get it. Uh huh. Like knows mom's not here yeah. or his mom. And, um, so I just I remember my stepmom rocking him to sleep every single night. Good for her. Um, and uh, and he's an awesome, well-adjusted man now, full-on man. What does he do? Say, kid. So um, he works for Ferguson uh, up in Philadelphia. Um, they what do is like that? they sell like lights and industrial shit again. Sorry, brother. I don't know exactly what your job title Heidi's is. Real in he's like in siblings. <laughs> uh, he's They're all the employed. S- That's all I know. I know. He's on the sales side. Okay. Yeah, he's another one who could just, you know, he can sell the car, so to speak. He's I mean, a that's talker. a great skill. Yeah. That's good. The, uh, was that, how was that growing up? Like, uh, I mean, like, not to peg, you know, southern states, but, you know, it can be a little racially tense. Sure. Uh, was that was that your experience growing up? So like, did my, you guys have problems with that? My stepmom got a lot of weird looks when she's at the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, and then my niece, who is the same age as my but middle, uh, my middle brother. Um, yep. So and my niece, your is older like, sister's uh-huh, daughter. daughter, got it. Blonde hair, blue eyes. So okay. she'd be at the store with two kids that are like Eastern European descent. Two kids who very much look African American, yeah, and then this blonde haired blue eyed girl, and she's like, I would get a lot of stares, and she would she would get the are they all yours, and she's like, yeah, they're all mine. What do you mean? <laughs> like, Obviously, exactly. That's kind of like a weird <laughs> stance though, because it's like, it's it's not really a weird question. It's like borderline rude, but it's not weird because right. they're clearly not. Like biological children at this point, clearly, at that right? Point. So, I don't fault people for that. I'm just like, maybe that's an inside thought. Maybe just don't <laughs> let that maybe one out. Just maybe just think that to yourself. Maybe just not let that one out of your mouth. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. I grew. I mean, like, I mean, the South is probably like the last to catch on a lot. Of, I'm from Louisiana, so I can say that. But I grew up. I was like, my dad grew. My dad coached at a all black high school when I was growing up. Like inner city jackson louisiana if you want to look it up not a lot of good things happen there um but like i grew up in that environment like i was there every weekend hanging out with the team so i like i never really understood and still honestly to this day don't really understand racism i mean i know it's a thing but i'm just like yeah it's definitely a learn i don't get it yeah what are you guys so angry about like this is ridiculous but um yeah i i've all i always felt uh, bad, like when it, because I, I, I definitely as a kid I didn't understood. I, you recognize it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't I couldn't piece together like why it was happening. I'm like, yeah. why are you? Why don't you like this person? Like I don't get it. Like it's weird. And I think with my kids because they see my family and they're like, yeah. oh, family member, everybody in the family can have different colored skin. I'm like, yeah, totally, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they came up with that on their own. Like that's just it is. There's. That's such a Everybody good, looks different. That's such a good way to be, though. I feel like you just don't see it. You're just like, people are people. Just is. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. yeah it just is. doesn't matter. Do you, uh, did everybody in your family play sports? Or, like? Nobody played at the collegiate level. Like, all my brothers kind of played um, something growing up. Yeah. Um, and then um, my one brother, Chris, played soccer through high school. He wound up dislocating his uh, patella a couple times kneecap so yeah that was kind of the end of it for him pop that one back on mm -hmm. the uh did you meet your husband in college no we met um when i was a resident here so he was in the navy for five years he was a cb that's right and had gotten the gi bill to go back to odu and um for engineering and that's when we met 
Was he an officer or uh, enlisted when he no, was he No, um, he was enlisted. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was asking because I was like, well, he would have been an engineer already if he was an officer. CD, right. But yeah. So he went to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, he's an engineer now, right? Yes. He's a civil engineer. Correct. Working uh, for the Navy. Yep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So he took the, uh, you know, the long route. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think there's only the route. I, that's, that's where I'm at in my life now. Where I'm just like long, short. Yeah. Everybody just has their own path. Well, his point is like, how can you expect every 18-year-old to know what they want to do for the rest of their life and uh, go to college and be productive? That's kind of an I think unrealistic you and I have expectation. Talked about, you and I have talked about this, and I, and I realize this is coming from somebody who went to a pretty good college. I'm not a huge fan of college in general. I mean, I had a lot of fun. That was fun. I think I just feel <laughs> – I just – I did not. Uh, <laughs> if you read it in my Wednesday emails, you would, just, <laughs> you would know. Um, but I just don't. <clears throat> yeah, I, there was there was a career waiting for me when I finished college, like a mandatory career. Oh, right. You Fair. know, yeah. so that for it worked out. But most people, I like, unless you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, where the, you're very, very much pigeonholed into career, and the and the likelihood of employment is incredibly high upon mm-hmm. graduation. I think you should probably wait unless you're there and sports are going to pay your way through. Then I'm like, then go, right. then just go do it. But everybody else do go to a trade school, like do something else. It's like, right. Or, you know, um, and my niece did this. So she just graduated um, from George Mason, but she did community college for a couple of years. Cause you're unsure, like get some of the requirements out mm-hmm. work and then, you know, figure out what you want to do. It's, it is kind of crazy. You would think that, kid would know what career they want to have no. i was lucky that i knew i wanted to do I didn't, sciences but i didn't figure out what i was going to do until i was 35 like and then life was just like here's what you're going to do i was like okay i could probably be okay with that um but like definitely not at 21 yeah it's ridiculous and most of them are signing ridiculous for ridiculous amounts of debt oh it's yeah that it's, they that they don't i don't if, to say that they don't fully understand it would be a gross overstatement. They don't understand it at all. Correct. Just be like, sign on this dotted line, like, you get all this money. They're like, okay, cool, it's just what you do. I'm like, yeah. that's not a lot of cheese, bro. Right. Like, that you might not be able to pay back. And I was Cause luckily you're, to get... Because you're going get... into general studies. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, and I, again, I kind of knew I wanted to do science. Uh, luckily, I had some soccer money, so... Yeah. Because um, it was a private college that I went to that yeah. I could not have afforded without... Uh, additional money Mm -hmm. so again you know if it happens awesome but otherwise but even then you still got to know medical schools are on the table sure so then you got to start studying for mcat and all that Mm -hmm. super early to get ahead did you go right from undergrad to med school no i took a year in between um so i was a chemistry major okay because it wasn't common though i think 100 percent sure i want to go to medical school did chemistry and i worked uh in this plant and it was uh, so terrible. What kind of plant? It was um, so textile plant. Okay. And uh, again, I'm so good with job titles. I can't even remember what my job title was. Uh, essentially, it was glorified data entry. Okay. And um, I would finish all my work within two hours of being at work, and then I had like about the Navy. yeah six more hours of work day that I'm like get me out of here I've got to go to medical school so yeah that was kind of the that's that that always drove me nuts about the navy too most people in the navy have a four-hour work week yeah and then it's like what do you do sit around you have meetings about having meetings (laughs) yeah meetings oh you could be in uh hospital administration that's what they do too it's all it's just I I've talked at length about my disdain for meetings I, I just Meetings, in my opinion, and my experience, are not for productivity. Mm, they are almost entirely for the person who's leading the meeting. Yeah. This is for me to feel important. Yep. All of this, but if I sit in this meeting, all of this could have been done in about five minutes, probably virtually. Yes, via email. Yeah. And then you didn't 
do anything in that hour of your meeting. We just you talked about it. Yeah. I gave my opinion about some things, <laughs> uh, which is just your opinion. Yeah, I mean, that would drive me bonkers in the Navy. We'd sit in department head meetings, and then inevitably somebody's like, I've got one more thing to add to that. And I'd be like, shut <laughs> your mouth, Bob. <laughs> like, we have been in this meeting for two hours. Nothing has been accomplished. And uh, everybody here feels very important. So... <laughs> I guess mission accomplished. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it drove me nuts. Yeah, I must printed out uh, bingo cards. You know, business jargon bingo. You know, where it's like, oh, a clarifying question. Like, oh, <laughs> bingo, got it. <laughs> like, that would we're be gonna great. circle back with the stakeholders. <laughs> like, oh, that would be that would be the only thing that would make meetings tolerable. You're like, you just got your <laughs> putting your little cards on. You're like, yeah, got it. But you'd have to have other people to play with, though. I right. feel like. And probably the person leading the meeting would be in on Definitely it. not. They're not the in covert on Covert bingo. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to have like two or three other like low-level people <laughs> who are just like, bingo. And you're like, fuck, I have one more block. <laughs> just <laughs> it was almost there. Nobody <laughs> said dovetail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any saved rounds? Like, oh, that's a double whammy. It's a daily double right there. Right there. Good. Mark it. Oh, that's so great. I don't know. I think uh, we, we got something. We could probably market that. We could definitely business sell jargon that. Go, yeah, B- for business sure. jargon. How, how to make meetings tolerable. Yeah. Just not pay attention at all and play games. Also an option. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just always a real pet peeve of mine, which is why I'm anti-meetings. I'm like, anytime there's a meeting, I'm like, yeah. Um, this meet we've we've already exceeded the productivity of this meeting. Right. Fifteen Point. seven to fifteen minutes. I'm like, <laughs> state your intention and then move on. Like. If you like, I don't want to hear any elaboration on anything. Just like, what do you need? You yeah, need that? that's emergency medicine. See, yeah. nailed it. Yeah, it's just God. like, what are we here to figure out today? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, um, yeah, like I told you, we we're probably not going to talk about fitness at all. We could, oh, yeah. we, we could wrap CrossFit, up. It's amazing. <laughs> we could, but I mean, I opened with you did. You opened with the snatch. Snatch, but. I, I just feel like people – here's what I've learned in almost 10 years. People care far less about fitness, and they care far more about the people. Like, they just want to know people's story. Yeah. Like, I just – people are interested in other people's stuff. Well, and I think that's what makes the gym great, too. It's the people, you know? It's Yeah. Uh, I don't care what you deadlift. I like, I like you're an interesting person, and I enjoy interacting with you or whoever it is, you know? And I think that was my hesitation to even join a CrossFit gym – um, really? Because I remember you were like, uh, why are you even here? I'm like, oh, I don't know, that I'd do something different. <laughs> I hope that's not the way I asked it. No, no. Um, like, you know, so, I'm very you highly offended here. Uh, um, I didn't want it to be super broy, where it's like, uh, you know, you're trying to hit some number. Like, I don't want to try to make it to the CrossFit Games. I just want to not Fuck. be a slob and be moderately in shape. I feel... As if that's probably where the vast majority of people want to be. Yeah. Which is, if you do this long enough, you finally come to that conclusion that, like, nobody actually cares. Just like <laughs> right. They're just like, I don't want to just, I just don't want to be a complete piece of crap. And you're like, well, that's easy enough. Just <laughs> yeah. show up here three times a week <laughs> right. and we'll take care of it. Uh, but no, but gyms definitely can be like that. I've definitely been into some bro-y gyms for sure. And it's annoying. Yeah. Like, oh, would you snatch today? I'm like, who cares? Right. Yeah. You know, and it, but there's, I mean, I say that with, uh, this isn't like average Joes, <laughs> but it's, you know, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> there's um at least some motivation to better yourself and all, you know, and that's also what's cool. It's not, uh, it's not like pushy in that way. It's like, yeah. I know you can do better and it's a very encouraging way, but in a comfortable way. Yeah. Um, And that's, I think that's what keeps people coming. Yeah, we just don't force it on people because, every, like, everybody has their own path. Everybody's here for a different reason. Everybody's yeah. trying to get something. Everybody has their own hiccups. Everybody's got their own problems. Everybody's got their stuff. So, I mean, honestly, probably the hardest part about our job is just playing a little bit of psychotherapist every day. Sure. It's like, what does this person need right now? Like, do they need me to give them a hard time? Do they need a little banter? Do they need me to leave them alone? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, that – if you don't have people skills and you can't read body language and facial expressions, this is not for you. This yeah, is just a fair not point. for you because uh, you will get eaten alive. Because there's people that come in, they're just like, don't talk to me. 
And you have to not be offended by that. Right. From a coaching standpoint, you go, cool. Okay. Yeah, you do your thing. I know where we're at now, so talk to you tomorrow. Um, yeah, but it's um, we've evolved in that sense, I think, where we we understand that it's not about CrossFit. It's about like whatever this person needs today. We're just gonna the vehicle is CrossFit. Yeah, it's not the end state. Yeah, you know, it's just being healthy is the end state. And I feel like you can't ever master CrossFit. Like it's impossible. Yeah, right. So. You're just some days I come in here. I'm like, oh, I crushed it. I feel good. And then literally the next day, I'm like, wow, I am terrible at those skills. <laughs> <laughs> Anything overhead? Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> What's what you get for playing a sport or a, life, uh, a lifetime of a sport where you don't use your arms at I all? I know. <laughs> like, what are these things on the upper half of my body? <laughs> T-Rex. <laughs> um, no, but I think I think that's also what keeps it interesting. I think that's why people stick with it so long. Is yeah. Because it, it it there's constantly a challenge. There's constantly a, a real like sticking point where you're like I can't do that. Yeah. Like I gotta get better at this. And then to some degree, like we were talking about the snatch, like doesn't matter if you do. Yeah. It, it's more about like you just trying to do that. And, and, and wherever you finish up is where you finish up. And it's really cool just to see other people in your class that are good at other things. You know, like yeah. just mad respect for people. You know, you see them just lifting some heavy weight or handstand walk mm -hmm. up and back 800 times. You're like, ah, mad respect for you. I can't do anything. <laughs> what I found super funny is that if you do this long enough, you start to pick up on people – people kind of have their own little super skill like you they everybody kind of finds their niche and there's whether it's gymnastics or handstand walker they do muscle ups or they're good on the barbell and a lot of them you would never peg them as that person and all of a sudden they like kick up on their hands and they walk 40 feet and you're like oh all right yeah well, there you go <laughs> wasn't expecting that um so i think that's always fun to kind of like peel the onion back on some of that stuff and like watch people do things and you're like oh absolutely I yeah i was in there that's that's cool so um, so I, I, I'm going to start ending the podcast with this. So, so I got the, this, this, uh, Chick-fil-A edition table topics. Oh, nice. So this is kind of like the business cards. Yeah. And it's just this list. They're all, and they're, I went through them already. They're all, they're actually pretty interesting questions. And Chick-fil-A, not like cards against humanity. So no, they're no one really has yeah, to know the inner me. They're all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> Would you rather? Like, uh, <laughs> like yikes. Um, yeah, so. All right, so let's go through. Let me find a good one. Yeah, so here's one. Would you rather spend the night in an igloo, a treehouse, or a castle? Oh, a treehouse for sure. That's, really? Yeah, hands down. That was down. quick. Yeah. Well, I hate being cold. I did grow up That's in South fair. Carolina, so That's igloo fair. automatically at. Castle just seems like damp and cold, too. Damp. Yeah. yeah. Just like. Dank. Like musty. <laughs> yeah, right. Like oh. somebody probably died here. Where's the dungeon? For sure somebody died in a castle. Treehouses are just cool. Did you ever watch that treehouse show? Oh, I just saw it the other day. Did you? I envious. I was like, man, I want a whole they did like some like two treehouses connected over a river and man. That's just so awesome. That would be cool. I'm pretty sure I spent a lot of money on it too, but it was pretty sweet. Well, you're a doctor, maybe one day. One day. <laughs> one day. Yeah. When, when get all those kids through college. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'm just gonna be just tired. Yeah. Just like <laughs> I, I give up. Um, the uh, no, but I no, I uh, so I I think Jess said Treehouse and I said Treehouse too, but I because you've seen Hook, right, Robin Williams? Yeah. That's oh, how I would yeah. imagine like okay. my treehouse, like this just massive treehouse where just like all like I'm like that would be fun. That'd be like cool. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, not even a, not even a question. Follow up question. This is nothing to. Do. I'm. I'm gonna put up my own personal question. Would you want to live there with just your family, or would you want a big enough treehouse where there was like a community? Oh, community. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah. I kind of would just want to lean out my treehouse window and yell at somebody else, just randomly. Yeah, it's That'd like just so fun. perpetually being 12 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think if you're going to live in a treehouse, you're kind of a child anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would definitely want to live with other people. Yes. And uh, my husband would want us to live with other people. Really? He definitely, he, um, he likes his uh, him time. 
So if he would not want to live with other people. He doesn't want to live with other people. He would want to live with other people so that I could go be with those people <laughs> while he is by himself in our treehouse. <laughs> enjoying the silence. Listen, smart man. <laughs> knows, knows how to sort that out. Oh, that's great. Yeah, uh, Jess, Jess is probably the same way. She's like, listen, can you walk across the rope bridge and go talk to somebody else? Find please? someone yeah, else yeah. to talk right. to. All right, I will. Yeah, that she, is. Mm-hmm. She's the same way. She spends too much time around people, and she's, like, exhausted. She does, like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like okay. Um, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, and that's where we're going to end the episode, with Treehouses. We started with Snatch, and we ended with Treehouse. There's a lot in the middle. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, Don't judge me by yeah. the last part. Nope, it's fine. Um, awesome. I know you're busy, so thanks for your time. This was fun. Yeah, super um, fun, man. Questions? Anything else you want to end with? No. Love it here. Cross it right for life. Cool. Don't go see Heidi in the ER. Yeah, she don't. Does, she does not want to see you there. Just means something bad. See her at the gym, yeah. not at the ER. Um, all right, guys. We will see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>